The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to Talking Halos. Derek C. Apollo, my co-host, my partners in crime, as always, Jared Timms and Nate Green. And we are here to, well, we thought the plan today was to talk. We're going to move on. We're going to talk maybe about second baseman, get, you know, just kind of start the move on process. And everything hit the bricks today as a few things kind of kind of came out in the news. Man, just when you think you can let go of Shohei, Shohei doesn't let go of you. And, and that's where we're at here, where we're just still discussing this. And for good reason, as some, some, tidbits of knowledge leaked out today and and uh guys i guess we might as well just jump into it uh first things first how you doing we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I'm good. Frustrated. I, I'm, so can we can we clarify this real quick before like we really wanted to not talk Shohei Otani. Like this is Angel's podcast. Yeah, that was the plan, yeah. But with with obviously with the press conference and everything like that, not not mad about him being in Dodger blue. I could care less about that. Like that, that's awesome. Like he's in Dodger care less. Couldn't, couldn't care less. Whatever you want to say. Um, I don't care about that. I care about some of the stuff. I think we all care about some of the stuff that was said in these press conferences by obviously his agent, uh, Mm -hmm. Nez. And then, you know, some little quotes from, from Shohei Otani, not digging on the angels, not nothing bad about the angels, more so about like the philosophy that's going on. That we read think. between the lines. There's yes. a whole lot of read between the lines there. Yeah, absolutely. And that it's it's alarming. I guess the first thing, the easiest thing to talk to right now is, you know, Bobby Valentine today. It, well, it wasn't today in a conversation. Basically says, should we just go ahead and just quote outright what he said, guys? I mean, that's just easier. Um, what he says today uh, and we'll, we'll credit beyond, beyond the halo for posting this. Thank you, dude. You did a good job, man. Uh, Bobby found on the show talking about Paramanazzi was ready to make a blockbuster trade. Quote, he was ready to make a blockbuster trade. There were a lot of teams that were interested in giving good players. And kind of at the last second, Tom Verducci came out with an article saying that he's not being traded. Then everything had to get shifted around on the deck of the Titanic, as it turned out. One more time on the deck of the Titanic. That's the Angels. So again, crediting uh, the quote that uh, beyond the Halo transcribed for us, really appreciate that. the The implication here, reading between the lines, is well, one, where does Tom Verducci get this article from? Uh, anybody want to take a take a shot there, Nate? I know you. I know you're hankering. I just want to use the hand. I mean, I, I would assume already probably. Hardy probably said something to Tom like, hey, we're not trading him. Okay. So I would agree. Jerry, would you agree on that one? Hardy or somebody in the staff? Yeah. Okay. But or it's going to come from Hardy no matter what. Yeah. It, yeah. it came from somewhere. The situation's been above him. Um, We kind of had a brief sort of kind of debate over text before this. And, and I, you know, your view seemed to be, Jared, that this was an owner thing. I hold both owner and Perry responsible for different reasons here. Um, why do why do you feel this is simply an owner's issue? Um, I I learned this, and I'm not that I'm getting old, but I learned this at a younger age. Well, there's I, some gray there at your temples, just like me now. So you're you're no longer the young buck you. that you were four years ago when we met, Thank man. Thank you. Um, no, I I learned this at a at a, at a younger age while covering the Angels. During the Artie Moreno era is, and you know, Artie gets what Artie wants, plain and simple. And that goes that that goes for any professional organization that Artie gets what Artie wants. Owner gets what Artie what owner gets what owner wants. Not Artie gets what Artie wants, but owner gets what owner wants because they are the owner. Um. So what the owner says goes right. And if the owner says, "Hey," we're not trading him. We're not trading him. Um, and you, you, you as a GM have to abide by that. Right. 
And you know, as a GM, that you are going to take a lot, a lot of the heat for that side of stuff because you are the GM. You are the guy who takes a lot of the, a lot of the slack, just like the manager. Just like how much did we put on Phil Nevin last year? And realistically, how much does Phil Nevin really, really get? You know, could have been the front office. I don't know. Same thing with Perry. A lot of these, a lot of these moves, Shohei Otani move in particular, and we're you know talking about this right now. Probably not Shohei Otani's fault that they didn't that they didn't trade Shohei, right? Or probably not Perry's fault that they didn't trade Shohei. Um, so it's it's tough, right? It's very difficult for to hear that side of stuff come out. Um, and then the Titanic reference. I mean, that you read into that a little bit more. And that's a that's a good one, by the way. I I like that, especially knowing, you know, you you know you're sinking, you know you're not doing well, but you, you couldn't make a trade um because the higher up said no to that. Yeah, that that sucks. And who knows if it was actually this year? It could have been the year, year before too. I mean, we've we've been preaching since uh, since since what was that twenty twenty two to uh, to trade Shohei Otani um, and get what you can for him. Um, but it, I mean, with the Titanic thing, it sounds like it was this year because the Angels were already yeah. Were when you stumbling. say shifted, yeah, shifted around, yeah, on the deck of the already, Titanic, it makes it sounds like it was this year. Yeah, definitely. So already gets what already wants, and I mean, I think this whole podcast right now is going to be about that because. There are a lot of interesting, quite a few quotes from uh, from today's festivities at Dodger Stadium that really rub rub me the wrong way. I'll I'll say that, and and just just hurts Angels baseball in general for me. Nate, yeah. So it is already. It's all already. Already knows how much money he makes from Otani. He knows that the Angels trade Otani. He loses a lot of money. There's a lot of speculation: ten, twenty, twenty five, fifty mil, somewhere in there that Artie was making just on Shohei Otani endorsements and things like that. Um, I do think Perry should have kind of put his foot in the ground a little bit and been like, Hey, look, I know this is what you want, but like I have to make some of these decisions too, because we had seen Perry make so many decisions uh, recently about who the next manager was going to be. That was a Perry move. That was not an Artie move. Artie did not tell him that, Phil needs to be the manager. That was a Perry move. No, uh, Perry was the one who fired Joe Madden. That was not Artie. Artie loves Joe Madden. Um, Perry was the guy who signed Ryan Tapera. Perry was the guy who signed Tyler Anderson. Like these were the moves that he made. So like, where was he when it was time to stick his feet in the ground and be like, look, we are not winning anything this year. You have told me to put a winning ball club on the field. And the best way for me to put a winning ball club on the field is to trade Shohei Otani. And you know what? We're probably not going to make the playoffs this year with or without Shohei Otani. But look, I know you care about your extra five, 10 million that you could make in these couple months, but like we need to move him. He's not coming back. Like the writing was on the wall. We'd seen that um, already had tried to pitch already. Like, Hey, how about an extension? And, and Otani was like, Oh, we'll worry about that after the season. Anytime a guy says, we'll worry about that after the season. Typically, those guys don't don't resign with with the team that they're with. So, like the writing was really on the wall whether Shohei Otani was returning or not, and that's why, like, I think like eighty seventy five percent of the blame goes to Artie because he is the one who makes the final call. But Perry takes twenty five percent from me because you've got to have something that be that's like, hey, look, you put me in charge of this team. You expected me to put a winning team on the field. Let me freaking do my job. And I know Artie doesn't like that. Artie doesn't want that. But somebody's got to sit there and say, Artie, look, this is how we. Do, this is how you're going to win. You've got to listen to me. You put me in this position to do this thing. 
Uh, if you wanted this job, then you should have not hired a GM and just been Jerry Jones. So that that is kind of where my my thought is on this. For here's just a differing point of view, not exactly opposing, and that is I do hold Perry responsible to agree. All right, in my view, it's malfeasance on both their parts that they allowed him to leave for a second round pick. That's what happened. That's, to me, that's malfeasance. And, you know, Perry is a well-regarded enough guy around the league that if he was to leave the Angels, he'll find a job and he'll find it quickly. So from my point of view, dude, you stand your ground, you resign. You don't take responsibility for this. Because for the last three months now, four months, we've held him responsible for this. Okay, you don't take, re- you resign. You'll find a job somewhere else. And the moment your owner hears you say, I'm going to resign, then maybe you give him pause. I doubt it with Artie, but you don't mean you, you stand your ground. Have us have a set. Don't be a beta male on this. Okay. I'm serious. That's what, that's what being a beta is. You sit here and you make all these little moves that the para move and you, and, and you'll own that, but you won't have the balls to own the show, the show Otani move one way or the other. You just allow Artie. To sit in the background and everybody's going to blame you for your failure. That's a beta move, dude. Do you be a freaking man and stand up to the boss there because you have the, you, he has the ability in that he has the reputation across the league. He has enough leverage there that he can find their job somewhere else. And that's my problem. And that's why I hold him responsible for it because you just allowed basically a bad baseball move and you did nothing about it. That you, you, that was your former protest. You could simply walk away. I'm not going to be responsible for this mess. I refuse to be responsible for this mess. Peace out. And you, you, you take the dirt for it. And now already has to, has to be the one to be like, uh, um, well, uh, uh, he's got to answer those questions. That's a, that's the thing. He's been sitting back here behind the scenes Think back to the Jock Peterson trade, same thing. We all found this news from behind the scenes that something went on. And meanwhile, these GMs are left to, to do what? And that's my beef. And, and, you know, moving on to the next part of the conversation, transitioning here, listening today, you know, to the, to the press conference and some of the things that got you guys upset, the idea you're kind of figuring out, right? This isn't, a, this wasn't really about money, right? They, you guys are talking about this. I didn't see it, so I'm kind of going off what you said. That at the end, Shohei did go back to the Angels. Correct? Is that what you heard, Just uh, Jerry? Yeah, the quote uh, quote here from his from his agent was uh, they went back to the Angels at the end of the process and wanted to give them an opportunity at the end. He decided he declined to say if money was the difference in the Angels or not. Translation, please. Um, I mean, you they can spe- didn't win enough. You you can spe- you can speculate all all you want. Um, winning makes makes a lot of sense. Winning seems to be a key theme here for sure. Um, with with all of this, you you, you can you can speculate away for sure. But there is uh, we know that Artie is not afraid to to dish out the money. I think we can all agree with that. He's not afraid to go dish out the money, and and, and at the end of the day. It goes back to exactly what we've been saying about the Shohei Otani process. It's it's not going to come down to the money. Yes, he got seven hundred million dollars, but he's going to go somewhere that he thinks he can he can win. 
Um, and it has nothing to do with the deferrals either. I mean, that it, it doesn't matter. If, everyone got offered the same deal. Yeah. The Giants were offered that same deal. The Blue Jays were offered yeah. that same deal. It came down to what team could could prove to Shohei that they were going to win the most. The Giants, part of the reason, they hadn't won lately. The Blue Jays, they hadn't really won lately. The Dodgers, they could say, you know what? We're never not in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs every year. Like, if you come here, you will be the difference between us making the playoffs and winning a World Series. Like, that was their pitch, and that's why they won. It has nothing to do with the money because everyone was all on board. You look at it, the Giants were like, yeah, we were good with that. We were good with the money. The Blue Jays, we were good with the money. It, it had nothing to do with the money. Like, yes, he wanted to be the highest paid player of all time. Like, that was part of it. But it was not like org saying, ooh, we don't want to go that high. Like, like you look at in, you know, maybe the Cody Ballinger or the Yamamoto sweepstakes where teams might be like, we don't want to go as high as that. That's what it comes down to is like, who could prove to Otani that they were actually going to give him a chance to make the playoffs every year possible. See, here's the thing. The thing you're, you're talking about the angels and going back to them and everything, and they're offered the same deal. You know, the fact that they did go back to the angels and say, okay, here's what it is. Tells me that it was possible to bring him back. He heard something in the conversation that said, okay, I'm still going to the Dodgers. And I think Shohei did have a lot of reasons to come back. You know, kind of like a Stockholm syndrome at this point. But the the idea here, in my view, you guys just—I mean, was it about money? It's not about money. Well, it's about money because I don't think he heard from him. I don't think he heard from Artie. The words he needed to hear is, "Hey, I'll defer this money, and if I defer this, will you turn around and bring the guys in with that money to get us a winner?" I don't think he heard that. Am I wrong? Uh, that's a that's that's the exact thing that's been going on this in, in entire time. Like if, if you wanted to prove to Shohei Otani and keep him around, right. If you wanted to prove him and keep him around from the beginning, this, this states back to the year before and the year before that go all in, go above the, go above the, the lugs tax show that you guys mm-hmm. want to win. show Mike Trout. You want to win. Cause Mike Trout, Mike Trout's out here probably feeling like, man, do we want to win? Not because you're not signing Shohei Otani, but like, I mean, you've had what, now seven straight years of losing, right? Like they haven't had a winning record in seven straight years or maybe almost eight years now at this point, I think it's seven years. Um, but you didn't prove it. Going into your last year, you 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 came into the season just barely almost at that Lux tax and saying like, hey, we're doing good enough. Like this this is good enough to maybe put out a playoff team, right? No, you if, if you wanted to keep Shohei Otani around and show him that you were going to win – you needed to go all in. You needed to go mm-hmm. push and say, "Hey, like we're gonna go get, we're gonna go get Justin Verlander. We're gonna go get you Max Scherzer. We're gonna go get you a bat's bat behind you, Shohei. You know, we're gonna go get anybody that we can to to make this a winner." And, it, and if the Angels did that at, at the beginning of last season, now they didn't get Shohei Otani. I, I don't know if I'm I'm as upset, right? Like it's like okay, you showed that you wanted to win, like you haven't. Artie, you've never shown that you ever wanted to win. You've always shown that you want more money, right? At the end of the day, and I think that's the pitch to Shohei Otani. Like, hey, we're going to make you as much money as possible, right? Like, look at look at how much money we've already made you, Shohei. <laughs> like that that is the pitch here. We're not we're not going to win. I want to make you as much money as possible. So I don't know if that's well, that's what the argument was by by Artie, but again, 
it would have made me, and I'm sure it would have made a lot of other people feel a lot better if you would have went into the season last year signing some bigger names, you know, getting getting that shortstop, hey, like Trey Turner or somebody like that, um, or, you know, the year before Corey Seager or, or you know, a big, big name shortstop like that. Um, and Zach Neto's fine, nothing not, not wrong with Zach, but like show that you want to win. Like that's all, I think that's all any Angel fan is asking for right now. I think even now, show, Jared, to show even you want to win. Even now, if he goes in that meeting, that last meeting with the Angels and said, and they tell him, listen, you sign, we're going to take you and Mike right now to a meeting with Yamamoto's people and we're going to go get him. Yeah. I mean, just like the Dodgers did. We're going to go get Cody. Bell. I don't think there was that guarantee. We can't, I don't have proof of that, but was there that guarantee? What do you think, Nate? Um, I, I don't think that there, there was that guarantee, but I, I don't think that was, I don't think they're really like, they went, they went back to the angels as a courtesy. I, I don't think there was ever a real scenario where the angels were in it. Like they, they went back and was like, Hey, would you do this? And the angels were like, yeah. And it was like, eh, not they probably came up with something in their heads, yeah, which was, yes, you know what, but... this wasn't this wasn't exactly the the way I wanted to hear it, or this this wasn't exactly right. Like, I don't, I think this was just a courtesy. This is something that they they wanted to say they did just so that way they didn't get hammered in the press. You know, like they go back and say, you know what, we tried, we didn't, we didn't. Um, I politely disagree for this reason. I think at this point, at this point, especially with Angels fans. There was no hammering in the press for him leaving the Dodgers. Even Angels fans understand why. So there's no reason to, get, to go get the quote the press. Courtesy, maybe, but I agree. I would agree more along the lines of the idea that hey, uh, the Angels had to, when they did go when they did go back, they probably didn't intend to sign courtesy, but they had the opportunity to change his mind, and they didn't do enough to change his mind. Does that make sense? Maybe they didn't want to change his mind. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the, if it was like a real, like, you know how there are times where it's like, hey, I'll let you, I'll let you talk to me. I don't think you're actually going to change my mind, but I'll let you talk to me. That's what it feels like to me where it was more of like, hey, here it is. Can you change my mind from going to the Dodgers, which seems to be where he wanted to go from, from the jump. Um, and it was like, Okay, you could have promised him everything and more, and I still don't think Shohei Otani was staying just because he had seen six years of this. Like, there wasn't going to be any words that could change anything because it was all about the actions that had already been shown to him. On top, on, on top of that, one of the quotes was, "Every time the Dodgers came to town, it was half blue at Angel Stadium." I mean, not to put anything on on the fans, but like, if you're winning, if you're winning games, there's a lot more red in the stands than than then there would be blue. I'll say that. I mean, Dodger fans are great and they travel and everything like that, but you know, it, it, when, if, when you're, Stadium, if you're over 500 in, in August and September, angel fans are there. You're drawing like, more fans. You're, you're not playing in front of a crowd. That's 10,000 people. You're not playing in, in, in a crowd that looks like Oakland, you know, it's, it's, that's not the case. So. Well, I, I think in, in that respect, like I think the angels fan base, I mean, there are definitely issues in the fan base, but what Nate said is true. If if we're over 500 in August, September, Angels fans will show. And they won't just show at home, they'll show on the road too. So that says a lot about where the Rams, not Rams, geez, the Angels have been in the last six, seven well, yeah. years. It, do, it doesn't help that they haven't even been close. Like, I think if this was the year after they missed, like if they made the playoffs last year and it, they were in this, Angel fans still would have been there in August, September. But because it's been that long process of, 
well, we suck again this year. Here we go again. Like Angel fans are like, yeah, I've been there. I've seen this. I'm good. Well, guys running out of time where we have literally 90 seconds left. So I'm not even really trying to go around the circle one more time. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We're sorry for the fact that this became the Otani show again. It was not the intention, but we also can, we would be remiss if we did not address the things that were said today and the things that came out today. So for Jared, Nate, and all the folks here talking Halos, follow us on social media. We're out here. Have a great one.